IBM is not only a force in computers, but information security as well. Three years ago, Big Blue formed its security systems division when it acquired Q1 Labs and named Q1 Labs CEO Brandon Hannigan as general manager of the security systems unit. I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I recently spent time speaking with Hannigan about the growth of IBM's security systems division and where it's heading. Hannigan explains that past and future growth relies on a combination of product development, acquisitions, and partnerships. But he says that all starts with the customer. The most important thing we can focus on is the customer problem. And then we have to work back from there and say, you know, this is the emerging threat right now. What are the elements of our technology that can help address that threat? What are the elements of partners, some, you know, technologies that other companies may have that may help address that threat? And how can we put these together to solve the problem? And then out of that comes an understanding of, okay, where are our gaps? So the answer is, Eric, it's a mix. I, I am very passionate with my teams about this. We have to innovate in each of our segments. Organically, we innovated very, very nicely in our identity and access management portfolio. Uh, we've basically taken our access solutions and totally turned them into physical and virtual appliances, adding threat management capability and now adding fraud capabilities. Think of uh, customers accessing web properties or applications and us providing the access management system, that having threat built into it, that having actually advanced malware detection built into it through integrations with our trustier solution. That's all organic. In each segment, we drive organic development. Now, then there would be what I would call our strategy relating to platform areas that we really are strategic to us. In the last three years, for example, we've purchased a company called Trustier, a very significant investment for IBM. It's one of the great things IBM can do for our clients is apply its capital to this big problem of security. In this particular area, we purchased a company which was the number one in preventing financial malware fraudulent transactions uh, for you know people going to our banking customers um, and now we are taking that technology and applying it to the enterprise problem a whole set of skills the best people in the world actually at addressing the fraud we wanted to get them to be part of our organization and integrate them so that's an example of a, what I would call a platform acquisition um, those are big they are they require a lot of integration work but they're very strategic Hannigan also points to what he characterizes as complementary acquisitions such as Cross Ideas, a company that provides software to govern users' access to applications and data across on-premise and cloud environments, and Lighthouse Security that furnishes solutions to protect identities in the cloud. You know, our vision is all about how do we really, really help customers with this pressing problem? How can we really have an impact on the world um, with these problems? And the great thing about our organization right now is we're able to go on all three fronts, organic and complementary, and then significant acquisition. How hands-on are you as a manager, as an executive, when it comes to dealing with your customers and listening to their problems and then taking their, their problems and coming up with solutions? As an organization gets bigger, um, there's always a risk that you actually get away from that, and you can never let that happen, actually. You have to be very conscious to make sure we're having conversations with customers. So how do you do that? First and foremost, as part of my uh, interactions, I am constantly in front of customers on the road with my teams, basically visiting you know prospects and existing customers. If we have key customers that we're working with, where we have already engaged with them and they have our technologies, I will have regular checkpoints with those customers to understand how they're doing. I personally do one-on-one -on -one actually without you know lots of people on the phone to make sure that I'm getting the straight truth about how we're doing for that customers. That's something I do regularly 
with uh, existing customers. The second thing which we do is we have um, customer advisory boards, which has got an important uh, segment of customers from around the world, actually, and we bring them together twice a year. And actually, we bring that team together for a couple of days. Uh, we really spend a lot of time on what we've learned from other customers and how it is we are building solutions for them over the next 12 months. Much more strategic, Eric. So it's a mix of two things. Again, it's the strategic where we bring everybody together. And then it is the what I would call the, the execution. How are we doing with customers and a reviewing of uh, how we're actually helping solve our problems and then one-on-one conversations between me and key, typically, um, you know, chief information security officers in our, in our key customers. Can you point to any examples of discussions with customers and perhaps a uh, new offering or a new uh, company you may acquire because of the, what you've heard from customers? Two and a half years ago, I remember us having a lot of customers' conversations at our customer advisory board around mobile security. And it was, you know, a lot of back and forth about the challenges those customers were facing with existing solutions in the marketplace. And if you remember at that time, BlackBerry was still, you know, viewed as a platform that companies were more comfortable with from a security perspective. And we had a lot of discussions about mobile security with our board of advisors. We took some of those ideas and we kind of formed a strategy. We brought that to other customers. We went back to the board of advisors to check it with them. And so that led to a lot of development, for example, in, for us. So some examples of organic development there, Eric, would be... Uh, we totally took our application security portfolio and applied it to the problem of mobile application development and integrated it in with a mobile application development platform, which IBM has, so that as mobile apps are developed, as they're developed in a different way and in a very rapid fashion, and the customer essentially can just, you know, or the developers can just right-click and boom, uh, we are basically testing and giving them an indication of weaknesses in that application. One example. Um, another example is we developed a whole mobile kind of identity and access management solution. We call that our uh, identity and access management solution for mobile. Um, and then the third thing is we actually um, uh, ended up looking at what it, we would do to help uh, with container technology to help with device management and application management for mobile devices. Partly as a result of those conversations, we, we embarked on a long strategy and we ended up actually buying a company uh, called Math360 and that's been a very successful endeavor for us as well in the whole area of mobile security. We call that our mobile first strategy. It's across all of IBM. The security portion of that was very, very much driven by conversations with customers. Looking at acquisitions growing or modifying your portfolio products, some analysts point out that one area that you need to look into is, is a firewall. And I believe a lot of your offerings are sort of partnerships with other companies. So are you looking at, at a specific firewall vendor or two maybe to acquire? Well, one thing we would never do, Eric, is actually talk about any potential acquisitions. So I would never do that. There's nothing I can say or would say, you know, relative to anything we may potentially do in the future. But here's my view. We partner with firewall vendors. We integrate with uh, firewall vendors. Our solutions are tightly integrated with, uh, you know, traditional firewall vendors. Ultimately, we have network security products with our own XGS product, which is very much focused on next generation threat detection and next generation uh, kind of risk mitigation for internal and external communications. Where we're focused on is very much on the future direction of data protection relating to intelligence and analytics. And then we're very focused on mobile and cloud. 
the firewall is the fundamental way and obviously an important, a very important area for customers as they invest in it. And it's tied to the traditional way of uh, securing the perimeter of a data center um, in a physical way. When we look to the cloud, the world is changing very rapidly, Eric. If you think of securing a company and the reliance upon perimeter security, the castle walls, even if the castle wall is around a data center, there's this invariable sort of tension between tightening up security in that perimeter protection and then actually, you know, shutting down too much for what people don't really un don't necessarily have a good understanding of all the various different things in the data center. When you go to the cloud world, it's a very different deployment scenario and the whole concept of uh, containment is really changes very differently and you have the opportunity actually to bring security controls right to the workload and that those security controls are initiated in new functions uh, in cloud environments and we're very focused on that part of that's where we see us investing is areas of mobile, areas of cloud and uh, we integrate our solutions very nicely into the IBM uh, cloud infrastructure which is our software infrastructure and Bluemix and so that will be a big push for us going forward. Uh, we're very happy right now partnering with firewall vendors in the traditional enterprise. Let's take a look at a few years uh down the road. What do you see as some of the threats that could be emerging and how would it have an impact on uh, IBM security systems offering? The realization that a lot of very sophisticated criminals are uh, taking target at very specific organizations and, and spending time and having patience and pretty good technology to go after those organizations. Fundamentally, the challenge our customers are facing is looking for known threats and ways to do comparisons and block known threats is essentially a real challenge in that particular environment because the threats, we see them all the time. Our trustier team sees this all the time, specific pieces of malware designed for a particular application in a particular company. Incredibly well written um, and incredibly sophisticated. That is the nature of the threat and it's going to last for many different years. And the nature of the response then has to be commensurate. And what is the nature of that response? We are going to see increasing use of you know, intelligence and analytics. If I can know and understand activity, and I'm talking about activity in terms of how a database is accessed. Activity in terms of a network activities, if there's unusual outbound connections at 4 o'clock in the morning to a geography that a particularly important server has never communicated to before, that's unusual. We have to stop those things. The second thing is unusual activity into sensitive portions of a database. Do we know what that looks like? And can we basically detect it and prevent it from happening? All the way to what our, our trustee organization is able to do, which is to be able to detect unusual act activity on an endpoint, to be able to detect that this interaction with this entity outside is in fact not a person. It should be a person, but we know from detection of mouse movements and other things that that is probably a bot, and so we gotta be able to stop that. So that's an example of moving to intelligence as it relates to malware, the activity of malware, and then other activity that's going inside an organization. What does that mean? What it means, for example, is how is it that we can move security towards the transaction? understanding that at this point in time, there's a transaction between this endpoint, whether it be a mobile endpoint or a you know, traditional endpoint, to a particular application, which increasingly will be running in the cloud, right? Controlled by authentication, controlled by sophisticated analytics, which is looking at risk and malware indicators. Now I can say, is there malware right now that could potentially impact that transaction? That's an example of what it is will change from a traditional world, which is I'm just going to build up this massive perimeter around this company and hope that I can keep everything out. No, what we need to do is surround essentially people with security, the data with security, 
activity and to have an understanding of the transactions between those things. If there's something unusual, we see it, we stop it. So in the next few years, I mean, obviously a lot of analytics is being used now. Are we going to see more automation or creation of new kinds of products, basically some kind of intelligence in which uh, you could take the data coming in, understanding your system, seeing something that's anomalous, and then all of a sudden something is created to, to mitigate? What you would look at today is a lot of these responses, and this is an area for you know all of us is basically uh, making sure that we can get down to automated responses for some of these things. Some of this analytics requires analyzing many different data sources, and what we are working on is basically making sure that as increasingly as the confidence associated with the analytics gets higher and higher and higher, the automated responses can be put in place. I totally agree. Yes. And the other thing which you will see is a lot more leveraging of cloud infrastructure not just to say, okay, we can move cloud or we can uh, use cloud as a computing resource, but we can actually also leverage cloud to help make security better. And then lastly, actually, you will see increasingly leveraging mobile to make security better than the current environment. This is a great opportunity. So how can mobile make the computing environment safer? You know, mobile obviously has this connotation that, you know, of us running around with our smartphones, um, tablet computers. But in reality, of course, you and I both know we've been running around with mobile computers for an awful long time. And those mobile computers and those PCs and laptops um, have had certain characteristics associated with them, which clearly have caused problems from a security perspective. They're complicated endpoints. There's no containerization on those endpoints. And there's weaknesses associated because of malware on those endpoints. What are we going to do? This company going to do and is doing to change that in the new world of uh, mobile endpoints, whether it be tablet or, uh, you know, smartphone like an Apple device, is the ability to containerize information so that the culprit information is associated with a container on that particular endpoint, the ability to add very specific uh, analytics from a fraud and malware perspective right onto that endpoint, looking at the transactions going between that and the enterprise, and then the ability as enterprise applications themselves are being developed. You know, if we look at the traditional world, a lot of applications were developed over the last 30 years, right, and are longer in many cases. And so there's just practices which were used, which were not the best practices in the world. Now we look at the mobile world and we say, you know what, as applications are developed, we can actually do much better and tighter analysis of those applications to make sure they're developed in a secure way. It can be a much tighter supply chain, Eric, and that basically is what we will do. Just to shift gears just for a moment as we come to a conclusion of this, let's take a personal note. What are some of your personal challenges, your goals, not only as head of IBM Security Systems, but as an IT professional or a corporate executive? The personal challenge there is that, you know, as you get into running now, for me, a much larger organization, you have to blend doing that um, and building a team that can also do that while also running a very large organization, you know, thousands and thousands of people around the world. And that obviously is a, a challenge, is to be able to do it and be able to scale yourself and your business uh, so that you're building a team that can do that all the time as well. That's Brandon Hannigan, General Manager of IBM Security Systems Division. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.